Hi, I'm so excited today to speak to uh, the lovely icons about sponsorship. I uh, get so many questions um, about that. How do they, how do you go about securing sponsorships? How, mu- how much do they benefit you um, with working with other brands? So today we're going to talk about that and discuss it. We're going to discuss five major key points that should help you in um, securing sponsorships. So if you've never um, had to pitch to a sponsor or send them a media deck, we're going to discuss that. Um, if you have and you've not been successful, um, I can definitely give you some pointers on how to secure those sponsors. So we'll talk about that in depth. So get ready. Take notes. Icon. This is going to be an amazing podcast. So get your notes ready. So. You're ready to have an amazing event and you need to come up with a creative way in order to finance that event, let alone you want to partner with other brands to possibly cross promote and effectively get your brand message out. So this is where sponsorship comes into play. So a lot of people are confused with sponsorship because they think that this is just an effective way to pay for their event. But I think that sometimes that the message gets um, lost because it's not just about financing your vision and your event. It's also about working with the right brands in order to cross promote and effectively get the right people at the event because you want to make sure that you're marketing to your target market. And I'm sure the people that are on the other end that you're asking for a monetary or maybe a service for a sponsorship, they also want to make sure that it's benefiting them as well. So today we're going to talk about how you can go about securing sponsorships. And we're going to discover the five most important tips and effective um, strategies for doing that. So first, um, let's talk about what an event sponsorship is. Usually, it's a way for you to finance um, an event or um, something that you're having in order to represent or grow your brand or get your brand message out. So it's usually financially supported. So you select, um, based upon your budget, you know, how much you need to have covered whether it is just to pay for an actual event venue, maybe it's to pay for marketing and print material, maybe it can be to cover um, a guest speaker. Those are things that you look for sponsorships for. Now, a lot of times, um, especially when you're a small business, you have probably heard about barter services. That is something that is like a golden ticket if you can find a company that would allow you to barter services so there's no financial um, exchange. And um, that really benefits a lot of smaller businesses or newer businesses because you're able to get that exposure and cross promotion without having to figure out how you're going to pay for something. So um, a lot of times um, sponsorships, you would receive a sponsorship deck. They either call it a media deck or a media kit. And it's, it's always an ask. People are asking for something. 
But I think that it's our responsibility um, as small business owners to make sure that we go through all of our checks and balances to make sure that this is going to make sense for our brand. So if you've ever um, pitched to someone, you know that sometimes you may have to work a little bit harder and smarter in order to effectively seal the deal. And um, one of the main things that we want to make sure is that you're creative in what it is you're presenting and that you have an effective tone in your sponsorship deck. So we're going to talk about that. So we're going to start with the five things that are very important. And number one would be to collect data or information that you can provide in your media kit or deck, your sponsorship deck. And what I mean by that is, if you have a business that you're pitching to and you want to sell them on the idea that they need to sponsor, whether it's financial or bartering services, you need to be able to effectively allow them the opportunity to um, look at information, data, numbers, statistics that you can provide to show them why they should be a part of it. And a, and a perfect example is I had a sponsorship from Voss Water, V-O-S-S, that company. And they partnered with our brand because we are a plant-based, healthy lifestyle brand. And what is one of the most essential things for us to survive? It's water. And, um, you know, because we promote a healthy lifestyle for 103 Collection, you know, it was very important that they seen the brand message. They connected that with our brand. So they seen the value in sponsoring an event for us. So they gave away um, false waters um, to all of the attendees. And they were flavored, different flavors, new flavors that they had just introduced. So it was a great way for them to get their brand message out. But because we had data to provide them and say, okay, well, our customers are healthy. You know, 99% of our customers are looking for healthy alternatives. They um, work out, they're healthy, they try to eat very well. Um, they're very conscious in what they do, what they purchase. These are their same consumers. So we were marketing to the same group of people. So we were able to provide the statistical data for them to say, okay, this makes sense for us because we had that information. You know, we were able to provide that. So it's very important to provide that. The demographics, where are they located? Um, so that way they can determine if those same customers are in their target market geographically. Um, also, we were able to provide you know, how frequently they purchase. So if we have a product that is purchased you know, consistently, maybe when they order our product, they'll think, okay, well, I need to probably go and pick up some Voss water. These are statistics that businesses are looking for. They want to know the socio-demographics of your customer. Are they healthy if you are promoting healthy products? This is data that you need to provide and put in there. Now, let me say this. It should not be 15 pages long. It can be a simple chart, a couple of sentences, but it needs to be very precise. So you can say something like 60% of our customers, you know, are known to buy um, pH balanced water, alkaline water. And uh, these customers 
uh, have been known to purchase false water or something along the terms of that. So it can be relatable to their brand and they'll understand why you're even asking them for a sponsorship. So it's very important to provide that data. And that leads me to um, tip number two is to target the right sponsors. So like I said before, Voss made so much sense for our brand, my 103 collection brand, was because, you know, we are a plant-based lifestyle brand. So of course, you know, our consumers, they're into alkaline water, healthy water, um, something that can also be recycled. So, you know, this was a perfect pitch for us to look for that sponsor. Um, we've also looked for other sponsors that had like vegan um, snacks. So for our events, we make sure that we target the right sponsors. So if you are, um, let's just say you're a vegan brand, you shouldn't be targeting a company that makes uh, fur coats because they're not going to be that that doesn't make sense for the brand message. So that's why I say it's not uh, always important for you just to pitch people just because you want them to pay and you feel like they have a budget in order to be a sponsor. You want to make sure that it makes sense for that sponsor to partner with you and come on board. So make sure that you're targeting the right sponsors. If you're in the beauty field and you have an event and you're promoting a hair care product. Okay, well, women are into beauty, so it may make sense for you to do um, skincare, um, nail polish. Those are sponsors you should look to bring on board. Perfume, um, clothing, um, jewelry. So you see how it's building into the platform because usually when those people attend those events, that is usually what they look to see the attendees so the sponsors understand the connection between those brands and why you targeted them for sponsorship so it's very important so you need to make sure that when you're um sending the media kit to these sponsors you want to see how the mission statement aligns with your event so you need to make sure that like i said you don't want a vegan brand promoting or trying to pitch a sponsorship deck to somebody that sells fur it doesn't It doesn't align with your mission. Um, What are the core values of your company and your brand? So if my core values are to, you know, promote a healthy lifestyle, of course, I'm probably going to have, if I have food, it's going to be catered by a chef that creates healthy meals or um, somebody that's into fitness, uh, healthy eating, a clean diet, um, you know, just overall conscious, a conscious lifestyle. Um, one thing that is very important is the ROI metrics. And this is the one thing that everybody wants to know. So if you have 100 attendees, out of those 100 attendees, how many of those attendees um, were you able to collect their email address? Were you able to effectively get in front of the customer and talk about your brand if you are a sponsor? You know, you have to build that into your sponsorship deck. If you're asking people for money, you have to allow them the opportunity if they can be in the uh, at the event to be able to present or talk to the attendees, collect their information, interact with them. That face to face interaction goes a long way. And a lot of times um, I definitely encourage the sponsors to either have a table set up so they can demo um, their products 
or even sell them to the consumers. Uh, Sponsors love that because they want to know that they can probably make back some of the money that they've invested into your event. So ROI is very important. So they need to see the value in that. If they're spending three to $400 for sponsorship, they want to know or see the value in that. So you have to build that into a deck. Um, And you have to determine um, what your ROI is going to be. Because again, if you have expenses for an event, uh, a venue, you have to cover those costs. Um, Caterer or uh, event planner, you know, build that all into your sponsorship packages. So you make sure that your sponsors cover those expenses. That's really what you want to do. So it's about making sure that you have um, those ROI metrics in place. So it's beneficial for both parties. And then determine what your main goals are. Um, Are you really trying to really promote awareness? Because a lot of times when you're trying to do awareness, there may not be an immediate financial gain. It may come, you know, a month, six months, a year after your event. If it's a financial um a financial success that you're looking for one of your goals then of course you want to make sure that your event is set up and structured as such and that the sponsor also benefits financially from the event so you need to make sure that you build that into um, your media deck number three is probably um, one of the most important details and the reason why I say that is because I just had a conversation with somebody about this And I talked about this on IG Live. It's about mastering the call or email that you send to a potential sponsor. And the reason why I say that this is probably one of the most important um, tips is because if you start building a relationship with somebody that you are interested in, you're following them, you think they can be a potential sponsor for your event, start that communication early. If they're posting on social media, comment on their posts, like their posts, ask them questions, interact with them, DM them. Not all the time, just a casual DM. Hey, how are you doing? I love your post about this. Um, Could you suggest some books that I should read that can help me um, with this great idea that I have? Just those type of things. Trust me, that goes a long way. Rather than you all of a sudden receiving an email from somebody that's never purchased anything from you, never liked the post, never communicated with you, never interacted with you, and they're sending you a a sponsorship debt with an ask of thousands of dollars and that hundreds of products. So it's very important that you start that communication and relationship early. You know, um, you can also send emails and if you know an event that's going on say hey I'd like to invite you to this event listen everybody loves free events if it's something that you see that's beneficial say hey um I just wanted to uh tell you about this great event that I'm going to attend or you can um meet me for coffee and let's discuss some things that I have coming up and I just wanted to know um if you're available you know start interacting and making sure that when you send an email in the media kit that you explain who you are and why you want to work with this company why is it important that you partner with Voss 
You know, they don't want you to just ask, ask, ask. They want you to explain why you even wanted to work with my, you know, this particular brand in the first place. Like, you know, show some similarities. Show um, why you want to work with this company. You know, a lot of times people don't even research the company. They don't know what the mission is. They don't know what their corporate responsibility is. They don't know the different programs and activities that they do in the local communities. That is what I love to hear. I want to know that you really have researched and know about my brand instead of just asking for um, financial uh, support. You know, that's very important. And also be vigilant of, you know, the communication. If somebody you send um, an email to somebody and they don't respond back right away, it's okay to send a follow-up email and ask them, hey, I just wanted to see if you got my um, information that I sent over. You know, is it okay if we meet for lunch or uh, a cup of coffee or something like that? Just to discuss some things. You know, don't make it come off um, that you're trying to be aggressive because that will definitely shut things down immediately. Nobody wants to feel like they're pushed or um, provoked to um, support someone. So be very careful about that. Number Tip number four, you have to deliver something that's going to be captivating to whoever it is you are sending a sponsorship deck to. So... With that being said, because I've received um, several media decks in my inbox, and if the title of your event is not uh, appeasing, it has to co- um, connect and um, attract my attention. Um, and then once I get past that part, if I open the media deck and you don't have high resolution images or your verbiage doesn't make sense, or you're not giving me enough details about the event. Like, I want to know if you have panelists, if you're going to have vendors, sponsors, um, what are your sponsorship packages? Um, what type of demographic are you promoting at the event? Um, you know, these are things that should be in that presentation. Again, high resolution images, that's very important. And if you don't have that, they have stock images that you can buy online very inexpensive uh some sites are also free so it's very important that you do your research remember you're asking somebody for something so you want to make sure that they are completely amazed when they open your email or sit down and have a conversation with you because they you want to impress them you want to make sure that they are blown away and they're like okay i need to do something with this company i have faith that they're going to present something um in a professional uh, chic, savvy uh, atmosphere. That's what you want. So make sure that you, you know, give a lot of great information, but keep it very simple. If you're trying to explain something, keep it to one or two sentences. You don't want a full page. Nobody's going to read 10 paragraphs. Nobody's going to do that. You know, a media deck should be something that you can read in about three to five minutes. It shouldn't take longer than that. And the three to five minutes should definitely be if you're um, being very specific on um, data. So meaning how many attendees you're expecting, what are their demographics, meaning you know, are they, uh, do they have a, a degree? Um, what are, what is their income? How many, um, men or women are expected? Like those type of things. So be very specific when it comes down to your target market and what you're putting in the, uh, in the media deck. 
And step five, uh, or tip five, would definitely be to nurture the relationship. And as I said before, you know, start off by communicating with someone. Don't start off just asking for things. I think it's very important that you nurture uh, the relationship. A lot of times, you know, people will go straight for the ask. And I'm thinking like, wow, has this person ever liked a post? Have they ever purchased any? Have they ever even commented on the post? You know, you have to be um, open and you have to put in that work. You have to be willing to you know, take some time and nurture a relationship. It's very important that you build that because sometimes people may say no if they are maxed out on sponsorships. But let's just say next year, you come back and say, hey, I have this great opportunity for your brand to be a sponsor. And instead of a $15 package, we'll give you the $2,500 package. Um, at $1,500. And we just wanted to know if you're interested in coming on board this year. We know you weren't available last year. See, once you continue and communicate, eventually, you know, you may get that yes. It's very important to, you know, keep the relationship there. Even if people tell you no, you never know how many other events they're sponsoring. So don't take it personal. I've, I've had to tell people no several times because we've maxed out on sponsorships for the year and then they have come back either a year or two later and we were able to you know um sponsor their event so that's very important um so make sure you keep those five tips uh in mind when you're creating a sponsorship deck and I also want to talk about this too when you're looking for sponsors be very um specific about the um, packages that you put together. Usually most sponsorship um, levels go, uh, they have three to five levels. So, uh, you know, one would be your highest package all the way down to your lowest package. You know, um, I would definitely say a rule of thumb is if you're asking somebody for, let's just say a thousand dollar sponsorship, businesses are going to look for a thousand dollars worth of marketing social media um, promotion, interaction at the event, um, featured in wrap up videos and things like that. So if you can create uh, sponsorship levels that can incorporate those things, that'll be seems like it's specifically curated for the, that brand, you're more than likely to get their attention and pique their interest where they're going to consider, okay, yeah, I could definitely do this $1,000 sponsorship because I feel like I'm getting $5,000 worth of exposure um, and marketing for my brand. So always make sure that whatever is your ask is, that the value of what you're going to give them is it, it, it definitely over um, surpasses what they're paying for. That is what brands want to see. They don't want to see like you're charging them a thousand dollars and they're getting two posts on Instagram. You know, I know it really depends on your platform, but I just know for most small businesses, they want to be a part of these events, but they just can't seem to financially afford that. So if you can build in a package where there are things that you're not doing necessarily that's going to cost you any more than a click on a, on a, on a social media post, then of course you can include that. You know, you can say, okay, we'll give you three um, Instagram posts, three Facebook posts, uh, Insta story, 
Um, we'll give you time to speak at an event at the event. You can bring your pop up banner. You know, these are things that you can really build into the event. And we'll also feature you in the wrap up video. You know, people love to know that they feel appreciated and they're not just a financial um, support for your event. And I definitely want to touch on media kits because um, at the brunch we just had, I went over that in detail. Most media kits should be around three to five pages. If you have to go longer than that, just make sure that your content is clean. It's um, very informative and that it gets the job done. You want to make sure that whatever information you're providing is useful to the person that is reading it, not just that it looks good. You want to make sure that it makes sense. Um, definitely put down any accomplishments that you've had. So if you've been featured in magazines for your product or service, make sure you highlight that. Make sure you give a short bio of yourself. It's not just about the company. They really want to know who the individual is that's putting in the ask. So if you have uh, went to college, you have degrees. Um, you've successfully grown your business by 30% over the past two years. You know, this is stuff that people want to, they want to know about that because they feel like you're committed to your brand and that you understand the dynamics of how a business work works and marketing. Um, also, um, you know, a lot, I had a question, um, someone asked, you know, if your social media is not, you know, in a 10,000, should you put that on there? And I, and I explained to them that, you know, numbers are not necessarily a determining factor for when people want to be a part of your event. But I will say that it has become, you know, um, less relevant because people are starting to see that um, a lot of bloggers or social media uh, savvy individuals, like they can have a large following, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be successful in selling a product or having an event and being a host. It really comes down to you connecting with your followers. So I'm saying that to say, um, you know, if you're looking for panelists, you know, build a relationship with the people that you're looking to be a panel on a panel for your event, whether you're asking them to sponsor, you know, make sure that they have good interaction with their followers, not just making comments, but that they're actually um, receiving the information that they're providing, whether it's for a product or a service. And I also wanted to touch on um, the media kits uh, and make sure that, you know, like I was saying about the social media numbers, if you don't have high numbers, make sure that you talk about your followers. That is the insights that we have on Facebook and Instagram. You know, you have insights if you have a business page set up so you can actually see who your followers are, the percentage of men and women where are they located? Um, the demographics of their buying, um, their buying uh, history. So if they purchase things from you or links that you've sponsored on your page, you know, that's a good selling point. You know, instead of putting down where well, I only have 1500 followers, you can say, you know, my 70% uh, of my followers, you know, this is what they do. I post something. And 70% of my followers purchased it. It's more effective for you to use the percentages than the numbers. You got to be a little savvy with that. So make sure that, you know, you put that down. You put that in the media kit. Um, 
Also make sure that, you know, they know your social media accounts. Make sure your social media accounts are clean. Um, whatever it is that you're saying that you're the expertise in or whatever it is your brand is, make sure that that's on your social media page. Because if that's not what you're promoting, people are going to get a little nervous about sponsoring an event and you're not connecting to your brand and your message. Um, and I want to just... Uh, talk finish up about the media kits as well you know when you put your information the event information the location the date um demographics um and you put down your sponsorship different packages and what it can include you know don't be afraid to um partner with other businesses that are in the same industry as you because believe it or not a lot of their customers are probably your customers too. You know, that's one thing um, that I've discovered since being in business. A lot of people that support me, they support some of my friends that are in the same industry. So don't be afraid to ask those businesses to sponsor you as well. It's just about being effective with the way that you um, ask them to partner so you can be effective. So if you have a skincare product, let's just say you're going to really promote your facial scrub and maybe you can ask them if they have um, a skincare line as well, if they could promote their moisturizer and you can talk about, you know, how it's beneficial to use your facial scrub and then they could talk about how effective it is to use their moisturizer. Trust me, people buy products from businesses that are in the same industry all the time they'll buy three different facial scrubs or they'll buy a facial scrub and a moisturizer from another company and use both of them so don't be afraid about that and um, i'm going to continue with uh an instagram live to follow up for any questions that you may have if you like you can also send me any questions um or uh, inbox me any messages that you may have about this particular uh, sponsorship podcast. And uh, I hope this was great information for you guys. I know that sponsorships can be a little um, heavy and uh, hard to figure out, but this is why I thought it was very important to come on and give you guys some pointers and tips about that. So like I said, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to send them to me. Um, join me on social media at she the icon on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and uh, hit me up let me know if you have any questions comments I would love to help you guys uh, create media kits if that is something that you're interested in you can always email me at she the icon at gmail.com and I know that this is some great information I know it was a lot so like I said if you have to listen to it again Please do share, 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 like, and star the podcast. And until next time, icons.